so welcome back to Fair the Inkwell. <laughs> we have a, a guest here today that had a, a wonderful idea, so he's going to pitch us. Yes, <laughs> pitch it's this a, idea. It's our special guest star, David. Hello. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to be special. Um, so take, I'll, yeah, take it away. Okay, I'll just go right into it. Um, so I had this idea that. Um, all right, yeah. So uh, I had this idea where there's. Um, I'm, I'm picturing a person that's kind of an archaeologist that um, was studying some lost manus- manuscripts or whatever. You've seen all this before, but they find a um, references to a artifact that uh, they believe can grant wishes, or at least the people that wrote the artifact, uh, that wrote the uh, manuscript can say that it can grant wishes. So uh, obviously this person was very interested in that. That'd be great. You know, I, I'd love to have my wishes granted. <laughs> and um, they go to find it, and they, they, they get it somehow, and uh, they start using it. And they find that the wishes uh, don't really... Come true, come true the way they wanted them to. They are kind of reversed. It's kind of like the monkey paw story from uh, like a Twilight Zone episode, where uh, they wish for something but they kind of get the opposite, sort of. And so instead of just kind of succumbing to that, what they do is they decide to use that to um, attack their enemies, basically by wishing the opposites. Like they wish for great health. For so and so, and that person gets sick. <laughs> that sort of thing. Okay. And um, but this this is basically what I told Dustin. But I changed it a little bit since then. I was thinking, mm. well, what is what are wishes? How does how how would a wish work? And I was picturing, what if this artifact instead of granting wishes is really just modifying luck? Mm. Like maybe modifying luck on a broad scale. So you're wishing for something, but it's really just kind of tweaking. A, uh, an attribute that might help you get that, mm-hmm. realize that wish. And for whatever reason, it's doing the opposite. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of the core of it. Um, I have more, but... Yeah. Um, so I've, I've been thinking a lot about your idea because when you uh, brought up kind of, kind of the concept of the, the monkey's paw, but I think what you've left out in the pitch that you sent to me was the unlimited wish. Right, right. Which... So that that changes things a lot because even if you have a, a so-called cursed artifact that that messes with you when you wish for something, um, you you could you could try and figure out the rules by making weird wishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could uh, you could do really little wishes like I wish I would find a penny on the sidewalk and mm-hmm. and kind of catalog how it happened. And so that idea that it modifies luck, like that's actually a really interesting idea too, because it it actually reminds me a bit of uh, Ducktales and the one character like Gold Gold uh, what is his name Gladstone No I don't know he he's the luckiest person in the world oh, okay. like absolutely hands down the luckiest person in the world like, oh right and he's like has a lucky coin or something and scrooge wants to i, to get I don't remember because i watched the reboot and I, okay. you know and basically like he's in a he's at a restaurant he has no money and he orders an extravagant meal and like the wind blows the money into the door and he just happens oh here we go there's <laughs> like and so that that kind of thing got like that's really interesting and then it also brings to mind um 
the fairly odd parent, of course, because mm-hmm. that child has infinite wishes through his mm-hmm. <laughs> his uh, odd grandparents. Anyway, like I, I really like that idea because you could use, you know, you could use that as a as a way to describe how the thing works, and even um, and even like you would get into the weeds of like, should I start messing with other people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. is is this small perceived slight enough? of a problem for me to want to make a wish that may backfire on me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Interesting. That, so there's, there's a, so now I'm just going to throw my own thing into the ring. <laughs> there was a, a Marvel comics, uh, superhero kind of sort of superhero named long shot. He's one of great superheroes, man. And he, uh, comes from another dimension. He was a slave in another dimension forced to make movies like action movies, like, like actors in other dimensions were in another dimension was we're all slaves and they were just kind of forced to do all these action movies. Right. And so uh, he came to our dimension, but uh, he and his, and his fellow uh, slaves had conduct, had had this major like revolt against uh, the people that were holding him prisoner. And they were able to tap into something that they called the luck force. It was like, they discovered like a universal, um, basically principle that involved luck and they could, but in, to, in order to do it for them to have good luck in something, they were borrowing good luck from somebody else. Mm. And then you get an opposite reaction where that person would then have bad luck. Mm. And, <clears throat> and it was always a roll of the dice because at some point it would reverse catastrophically and you would have sudden bad luck and they would get all the good luck. And so uh, that would be an interesting, like, like if there was like some kind of if you didn't quite figure out how this document worked when you started using it and then at some point it switched the tables and like and like suddenly you're wishing for good things on your or on your enemy expecting bad things to happen to them only now really good things start happening to them it's funny you say that cuz that's Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I was picturing, I was taking this a little bit further and thinking, well, where did the artifact come from? Mm. Um, I was picturing like, well, let's say the artifact is ancient and impossibly ancient, like billions of years old, created by some aliens or whatever. And it ended up on Earth, trapped on Earth for whatever reason. It's kind of bitter. It's it's uh, it's actually aware. It's not oh. just um, an artifact. It's actually a, a being of some sort. And um, it's... It's kind of aware of the world, but, you know, not super aware. And um, eventually, though, it picks up on the fact that, hey, this person's kind of abusing my power. This person is, is messing with, with luck and, and needs to stop. Uh, so it starts messing with the wishes and tweaking it so that, yeah, eventually, maybe it's not as bad mm. on their enemies. And maybe eventually it's advantageous for the enemies. Uh, and the person's got to figure out, well, what's going on with that? Now, this... I was thinking about it a little more, though, too, and this on its own is not necessarily, like, I don't know who the protagonist is in this, Mm. or really antagonist. I guess the main character is kind of the antagonist, but I'm not sure who the protagonist is. So I changed it just a little bit more, um, because, you know, you you, you can't just start with one idea. (laughs) It's crazy, right? Um, I was picturing, what if the the artifact is actually affecting luck across the entire world? And it's kind of, it's currently kind of like, um, even it's been there long enough that, that it's not projecting positive luck. It's not projecting negative luck, but it starts getting kind of angry that this person's abusing the power and says, I'm going to start depressing all the luck cards, <laughs> the, the whole planet. Cause it, maybe it doesn't know, maybe it doesn't know this is an individual. Mm. Maybe it just knows right. that something is happening. Right. Something is affecting it. It's like, 
you wouldn't necessarily like let's say an ant bites you you're not going to be like, angry at that ant you're going to look for the ant hill mm-hmm. and be like well that's the problem mm-hmm. so that the uh the um luck across the world is is dipping so now the antagonist the one those attacking people with the anti wishes or whatever is now having to save the world by figuring out what happened figuring out how to undo the nonsense that they were doing and, and hopefully at least get things back to even. So it, it, it occurs to me that I think a large part of this would be the form that the artifact takes. Because mm-hmm. while you're talking about it, I mean, immediately you think of wishes, you think of the genie and the lamp and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. What if the artifact was colossal? What if it was a, a stone mm-hmm. structure, like, you know, ancient stone structure? Oh, like a, like a stone it's temple or something? Huge. Yeah. It's like you can't carried around with you have to go there to pray to this you know and maybe it's like yeah it is an ancient alien computer or something that has access to science that we don't understand Mm -hmm. um or that's what it is and the interface for it is a small little tablet write stuff on and that's how and then the tablet is fragile so if you break that tablet you've lost the ability to contact the thing or or maybe the tablet is the thing like so the format of the of the uh, of the wish machine would really greatly affect the story and i think i think you're absolutely right you could turn it into the protagonist or the antagonist by having it um be a little bit aware of itself or aware of, and I, I like that idea because then you could, you could posit that luck is kind of a force like electromagnetism or gravity or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you can create fields and uh, mm. places of high strength and low strength and, or negative strength or something like that. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, that's exactly. When, when you were originally describing it, like I had it in my head, I was thinking like, Oh man, this like old, this old like parchment scroll in some labor in lab that's you know like a government run lab with it's got like all kinds of like lights and, and like glass features and stuff all around it and scientists walking around in lab coats and stuff. That's what I had in my head. But but I, I do also like the the stone temple idea. I don't know but but oh but the fact that you've got an archaeologist who is the who found this to me kind of lends it to maybe saying, oh when you maybe your archaeologist figures out like all this has actually happened before. Like, uh, like you get, um, the black plague or, you know, <laughs> because real bad luck. Yeah, exactly. So people had some real bad luck then, you know, one third of Europe died, you know, uh, or, you know, something along those lines. Like historically, this has kind of happened over and over again. And then people have understood that they just have cast this thing away, you know, and, and then it just keeps being found again and more people making this exact same mistake. You know? Like, <laughs> You know, I kind of like what you you just said something, though, that I I don't know if you've come up with a title for this, but I kind of like the title, The Wish Machine. Like, Mm, that's that's kind of a, that was kind of a neat title. It was kind of a 1970s sci-fi vibe. harkens to the, what is that? Is it the the Pleasure Machine? It's that thought experiment. Um, It might might not be called that. Hmm. Um, It's the thought experiment of, like, if you could hook yourself up to a computer Mm -hmm. that puts you in a, a reality... That's, you know, no different from where we are now, except you only experience pleasure. Like mm-hmm. there is no bad, like no bad things, like nothing bad ever happens there. The catch is you cannot come back to this once you've 
once you go there, would you go? Like that's the thought experiment. So that's where I think the title, because it's something, it's like the something machine. Um, I don't remember. I I thrive on misery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think actually like you would get really bored. But anyway, so back to the other, like as as we were talking about this, like the idea of the monkey's paw that's got like three wishes or four wishes. It's some number of wishes. With its fingers. It oh, would yeah. be really interesting if this did take the form of the monkey's paw. And so mm. every time you wished, it furled a finger. And then when you hit the fourth wish and made the fifth wish, it unfurled a finger and had op- the opposite results. Mm. So you would have four wishes of one type of result and four wishes of essentially to negate the Mm-hmm. The results of the wishes that you had currently made. So you're saying like they would remember those wishes and it would just kind of undo them or replace Not them? Not necessarily undo them, but when you did, so say you wish for, you know, ultimate wealth or whatever, and that's your last of the four coming down, like going the one direction. Mm-hmm. And then you wish for fame and it goes the other direction <laughs> and you just become misery. Mm. Or it, it, it does something to just negate the wealth that you gained. Like it just puts you right back where you were. Like not necessarily negating each wish uh, in the order that you make them. Cause then that would be way too easy to figure out. Right. Um, but there, there could be subtlety with that where it's, it's doing a cyclical thing. Um, yeah. I, I, I think this is a, there's a lot to be. I think that we've solved our antagonist problem though. Like, because at some point in the middle of the story, the monkey shows up. He's like super lucky. You know? <laughs> he's got a stump and a knife, you know, and a moon, like just a crazed look in his eye. <laughs> I think that's, oh, I that would that. be like, talk about a, a shocking twist. <laughs> this case. Okay, so this is going into horror movie. <laughs> Find a monkey pie and an old abandoned cabin and cliched characters that are being dumb about it. Right, right. And then the monkey shows up to reclaim its paw and butchers everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's <laughs> just, it's just really mad. <laughs> you know, and then that that's the monkey's paw. That's, yeah, that's, that's the title of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> an immortal monkey, like, you know, bent on revenge. <laughs> so. I, think, I think we've seen that in uh, Sekiro, the game. I think there's this crazy... I've seen YouTube videos about that. <laughs> really? I've, I'm not familiar with that at all. I've not seen it. I've not played the game myself. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot you could do with that. I think there's a there's a whole lot you could do with it. Especially like, there's there could be a lot of action sequences. If somebody has possession of the monkey's paw, maybe there's a fight and then like the other person gets possession of the monkey's <laughs> right. paw and then like... You know, a ceiling fan falls well, right and, down on the first <laughs> And if you, if you switch it up so that the protagonist and the antagonist are not, the, like, part of the wishing apparatus, and they're just fighting for it. Like, if the wishing apparatus is a temple, then whoever's mm-hmm. praying at the temple has the power, mm-hmm. you know. And it could be like, oh, you're kneeling down to pray, and then the, the, your, your opponent comes in and knocks you out and makes another prayer. <laughs> like, and then, like, the thing, the, the machine has to balance out all these demands of it right mm. or it just gets angry and right 
expels I, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like too many and it zaps them. <laughs> too many. <laughs> Here's an earthquake. <laughs> and it buries the temple and all the people inside. Right. That would be such a satisfying end to this story. It's very it's a lot like Jumanji, right? Like, you know, like then it gets buried again, then sometime in the future you're here, you know, right. some kids find it. Right. You know? <laughs> and they're played by like adults for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> They're just riding their bikes around, but they're 800 miles from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I really like this idea because you could go so many different directions with it. Yeah. I think the, one of the trickiest things about it would be figuring out how to make... So Unlimited Wishes, it's really easy to imagine someone just abusing it, like just right. making stupid wishes. Like, I want to find this thing, this this little coin or whatever. Like, I want to... Um, I don't... I, I, I want to... I want it to stop raining or something. I think the trick would be figuring out how to make the wishes, um, require the wishes be meaningful in some way or, or thought out. Or plausible. Yeah, or plausible. And so it's kind of, and that's where I was going with the luck thing. So that the the wish is not necessarily like, just literally like, give me this thing. Yeah. But like change the environment to make this more possible. You you think like you're setting up a, a, a more of a defined magical system, essentially like, it, it, it's this is how this thing works, whether or not the reader knows. Right, right. And as it's kind a, of as opposed to just the like wish for it, it comes true. We don't care how that happened. Right, because like, it, that's too easy. But you could that could open the doorway for a lot of uh, character exploration mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's true. Once you wish for the the greatest material things in the world, like where does the character go from that point? Well, I was just going to yeah. mention something. I, I, like, I really feel like there's a lot of room for allegory there. Like, like what it, it could turn into is an exploration of like just corruption. Like, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That kind right. of thing, you know. So, if one person has this thing and has control over it, then okay. Ah, but what if you switched it up so that each person was only given one, and then like they enlisted, like say, and the entire army of their country is just standing single file in line, <laughs> getting ready to walk up. Like somebody hands them a wish that they have to make, and then they go up and they wish it. You know, so. <laughs> each person gets one wish. Yeah, interesting, interesting. That's actually, I really like that because then you have to, um, you you may you may have you may run out of people. Yeah, that's you true. Have go, yeah. You have to go attack another country. It's like, dude, we've gone through six million people. wishes. Well, yeah. And then there's the nuance of language, too, because if you're wishing in a different language and you oh, right. put a different stress on a different syllable to create yeah. a different meaning, you know, mm-hmm. sure, you may get executed by the guy that's forcing you to wish, <laughs> but your wish, you know, for yeah. whatever would happen. And we call it eight billion wishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That, that or the kind of, uh... make a wish foundation. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm sorry. Oh. Well, there's, and there's people being born every day. So, you know, you, you figure yeah. out some kind of campaign that like there's uh, the whole, um, yeah. thinking like the war effort, like the war bonds and stuff like right. that. Getting, get, oh. rallying people behind a, a, a cause. Well, in this cause, it's like, Bring your kids to the Wish Center. Yeah, well, if they can read, out, bring yeah. them to the do, Wish Center do, and help do, your country. Yeah. Do your part. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I so much, so much chaos, man. That would so, be amazing. <laughs> like back on the 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 character development side of it, if you have unlimited wishes, we're not worried about how they come true or what you know if there's consequences or any of that. Like it's just unlimited wish. and you know the ultimate wish. Like you get bored. I hate the world. I have everything in the world. I hate everybody that, you know, I can't stand all these people. I want to reset and start over. I wish that the world was destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) 
at that point, like the world's gone and you are dead too because you didn't think it through. (laughs) (laughs) Or at that point it destroys the world, but not you because you've wished to be immortal or whatever. See, this, And then you, you can't go back because the thing that was giving you the wishes was part of your wish. (laughs) It's gone. So now you're the only person in a desolate landscape. But again, we have an archeologist who's going to take, and he discovers this is what happened to Atlantis. You know, (laughs) This is why there's no more Atlantis. Right. You know? So they make a trek out to the ocean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot you can do that. Combining history with a dug-up artifact and, and you know, like a lot of historical events can be explained away or mythical events can be explained away this or way. You, the rise and fall of power structures in our yeah. world. Yeah. I mean, is it... Oh, man. Like... Oh, dude. Yeah. There's like... There's a lot. I, I would be excited to read something. <laughs> well, so it, it also makes me think too. Like, um, so when we we were watching Black Adam, mm-hmm. and I kept expecting that child to put the crown on mm-hmm. because he was being abused by all the, you know, he's being chased by the evil people. It's like you have this artifact in your possession that could potentially give you a lot of power. Put it on. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't that ever happen? So, like, <laughs> what if a child comes across the wishing thing? Oh yeah. Like, and maybe I don't know. <laughs> that that kind of gives me vibes in my own head of uh, Good Omens. It's Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they have the the I can't even think of the word. Yeah, the kid, the, the kid, yeah, Adam in the story. He, he yeah. and they they're trying to influence him to be one or the other. They're actually influencing the wrong child because a mistake was made. So the kid that's supposed to be the Antichrist just grows up as a normal kid. <laughs> so it's a, it's actually a really great story. To... <laughs> but yeah, yeah have yeah. a have a child that can barely walk but can speak. Pick up <laughs> this this ring or whatever it is and and say you know oh you know I wish daddy wouldn't hit mommy and then daddy's arms disappear (laughs) (laughs) problem solved yeah now he can't (laughs) he's fall right off (laughs) or he just dies oh yeah (laughs) like so that would be quite quite an interesting tale I think totally totally yeah I would I would read it it would be uh, that would be yeah, I'm, I, this, that would make a lot. Of, you could do a lot with that. You could have a, a whole series of books on that, <laughs> especially if it was a machine, the wishing machine. I mean, that could that could encompass thousands of years of book history, oh, right? Right? Dude, yeah, yeah. The Great Flood. You know, like only two people are left on you know <laughs> on Mount Ararat. Right? This explains how there, you know, every single like animal and mosquito. Right. And there everything. was space. There was, was space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was bigger on the inside. So yeah, there is so much explanation from just the wishing machine. Oh, and then, then you would get those outlandish wishes too, where it's like, I wish dragons exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not a good thing, especially, <laughs> especially if you're, if you're not defining what a dragon is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish dragons were around, and it's like, well, that's that's open for interpretation. So we're going to give them all of the dragons. Of it reminds me of the Rick and Morty episode where he, uh, oh, man. Morty wants a dragon. It's just like it turns out it's just a terrible idea. Yes, <laughs> you should own a dragon. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh my god, that's such a good episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a, a really great idea for a story to yeah, be I mean, fleshed out in so many different. You ways. could have one big overarching story, and then interspersed in there, you could have these smaller stories on historical events and and stuff that you know, like 
<clears throat> they just discover something that, you know, in the wishing machine now, it suddenly makes sense, you know, that, that this is the thing that actually happened. And, well, and, and maybe the scroll that they found is the instruction manual. Mm-hmm. It's like, do oh. this, don't do that. Do yeah. this. It's yeah. like, we learned from our mistakes, but it would be too lengthy to explain it here. See our, <laughs> see our the, seven <laughs> volumes <laughs> buried <laughs> over there. It's <laughs> the TLDR of <laughs> <laughs> <the> historical artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Screw that! I'm just gonna wish. <laughs> I, I, don't, like, I don't. Yeah, accept. Accept the terms and conditions on the wishing machine. <laughs> oh, then it's a millennial archaeologist, and so they're like, "Oh, scroll, scroll, click." <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want the tutorial. Let's get into it, man. You know? I want to push buttons and see what happens. Yes. Oh, man. Meanwhile, on yeah. Mars. Oh, all right. <laughs> Good time. Yeah, this yeah. has been a... Yeah. Okay. Interesting foray. So if any of you have any thoughts or uh, it compels you to write anything, let us know. Uh, yep. We'd love to hear from you. And again, you can find us at uh, fairtheinkwell at outlook.com. Thanks for coming and speaking your piece, dude. Oh, yeah. Until next time. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.